places that I've never been Seeing things that I may never see again I can't wait to get on the road again Hey everybody and welcome to the Where's Willie podcast. Join me, William Miller, as I travel the country talking to manufacturers of all types about their trials, tribulations, and triumphs in the industry. This show is brought to you by Koganay International America, Inc. Welcome to the Where's Willie podcast, a national manufacturing podcast sponsored by Koganay International America, Inc., a global manufacturer of more than 512,000 components that help miniaturize every device, machine, robotic, and automated process in every single industry sector of manufacturing. Today on the Where's Willie podcast, my virtual travels take me to Mesa, Arizona to talk with my good friend, Brian Nunes of APS Payments, aka saving manufacturers thousands of dollars they didn't know they were losing. Brian has more than 20 years experience in e-commerce. He and I are good friends through an association of the AHTD Association, a nationwide association that supports manufacturers and distributors for the industry of manufacturing. And because I'm being clueless, I want to welcome you to the show, Brian, my buddy, my friend, and help me out. You're saving people lots of money. I want to talk about it today. (laughs) Excellent. Now, you said you were jealous of me. However, I am jealous of you because you have way less gray hair than I do. That's right. I only have like 26 hairs. (laughs) I do have four kids, though, so uh, that adds to it. So just to give everybody some context, you know, you and I, we were part of a panel discussion yesterday with the AHTD. The conversation that we were discussing was this whole big dark cloud of unknown called e-commerce. Through the conversation of you and I bantering back and forth, me cutting you off mostly, you brought up, you know, a couple things about APS Payments, which is the company that you're with. I, even though we've been pals, never thought to ask, who or what is APS Payments? The basic little blurb, we would say that we're integrated and flexible payment solutions for every business, okay? But in terms of this particular podcast, we have a niche in manufacturing and distribution. Uh, It all started with integrating into ERP products that distributors and manufacturers use on a day-to-day basis to actually manage their business. So that really got us into understanding how to work with those types of companies. And we understand their workflows are a little different than your normal B2C type businesses. I'm sure every manufacturer or distributor will tell you their business is unique from (laughs) everyone else, right? Sure, yep. (laughs) Portrait of my life. That's what I always hear when I walk in the doors. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, of course there are unique things, but there are a lot of things that are the same. And understanding how those business works and how their workflow, how they operate in that workflow is very important. So we, we kind of pride ourselves on understanding that. So it's not just a credit card processing company that says, yeah, we'll just get you a good rate on, on your credit card transactions. It's a little more than that. When you talk to companies like the distributors, like the manufacturers, there are some things that come into play. Does your credit card processor integrate with your ERP system? If you're going into e-commerce, does it integrate with your e-commerce system? And do those two platforms talk to each other, right? So we are a, a development company in a way that does credit card processing. And we're really good at both. Okay. So then, you know, again, for the context of everybody listening, you know, again, our relationship, our friendship is through 
our association and obviously you getting to know Kogane, we make products. So I work with engineers. We do electromechanical designs. I don't do the finances. So I guess just to back things up for the context of, again, all of our listeners, does APS only work with manufacturing companies like a Kogane that makes a physical part? Or will you work with other industry sectors that are as long as they are B2B? So we have different channels that we work in. Okay. We, we have a very large B2B side of our company. Okay. But we also have a side of our company where people are beating the streets, knocking on doors to mom and pop shops. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a smaller part of our company. And we do a lot of larger B2C work as well. I would just say B2B is our wheelhouse okay. and we are very good at it. So I hope that this next question, because it, it shocked me yesterday when it was brought up during our, our panel discussion, you said two words and one number. You said level three rates and yeah. over a decade of traveling the world, being in manufacturing, understanding operational costs, production costs. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of level three rates. So for those that know what it is and it drives them nuts and they're trying to stay on the road because they're so angry about them, for people like me who have no idea what those are, can you explain to all the listeners what is a level three rate? What does that mean? What that is, it's a program that Visa and MasterCard put out there, I believe it was either 2008 or 2012, to help combat the high interchange rates that come from companies that use their corporate cards to purchase from you. Okay. So if you're a manufacturer and you have a distributor that buys from you, Mm -hmm. if they pay with a corporate credit card, those rates are much higher than your standard consumer credit card. And there's a reason why. Uh, The reason why is that Visa and MasterCard wanted these wanted companies to use it right and in order to get them to use it they said here we're going to give you all kinds of really good perks so for example i i knew an owner of a printing company and he used to buy all his paper sometimes he would buy presses that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars on a credit card well every year he got to take his family on a all expenses paid trip to europe right? It was a huge benefit from their card that they use. And different companies have different kinds of perks that they have in their cards. Well, guess what? Visa doesn't pay for that. MasterCard doesn't pay for that. The card owner doesn't pay for that. The person who pays for that is the merchant who is taking that payment. And they do so through higher rates. Okay. Yeah. So, that became a problem for merchants wanting to accept those cards. And so Visa and MasterCard said, okay, if you can prove to us this is a B2B transaction, we are going to offer you lower rates. Mm-hmm. And that's what, there's level one, there's level two, there's level three. Okay. And the requirement on those is to prove that it's a B2B transaction is that they require more data on the transaction. Right. So for an ex- example of a piece of data ma- that they would ask for to make sure it qualifies as a level three rate is commodity code. Okay. I mean, who, ha- who has that passing through transactions when they're taking payments? Not many people. So right. you have to have a company like APS 
who recognizes the data fields that have to be passed with the transaction. And I believe it's 16 different data fields in order for it to qualify. And if you're missing one, you don't qualify. And so the results of proving that it's a B2B transaction through sending that data, instead of an interchange rate coming from Visa that is out of the box 2.7%, and that's without anyone putting anything on top of it, your gateway, your payment processor, an interchange rate coming through at 2.7%. If you pass it through as a level three transaction, that immediately goes uh, to 1.9%. So that's big. And then on top of that, they offered other ways to bring that transaction percentage down, which is if it's over, if the transaction's over $7,000, there's another cut. If it's over $50,000, there's a few different factors that bring it down even more to the point where you have some interchange rates that are half a percent. So if you have a $100,000 transaction and your interchange rate is a half a percent instead of 2.9 or 2.7%, that's significant savings that goes right to your bottom line. So I do this to you often. I'm going to pretend mm-hmm. to be smart. So if we assume 1% of $100 is $1, mm-hmm. 2.7% of a $100 transaction, mm-hmm. if I understand you're saying, if I had 10 $100 transactions in the course of 20 minutes, you know, because of e-commerce, mm-hmm then it's $2.70 roughly on every transaction mm-hmm. that the merchant's being charged? Or is that percentage yes. off? So I'm not a math guy either. I would probably bring someone else in. No, 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 but what, I, what I'm saying, what, 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 what a percentage, yeah, on the transaction. You're telling me that this level three or level two, whatever, that there is a fee that's charged to a merchant like Kogan A for every transaction yes. that happens. There's lots of fees and that's what's interesting because there's many people who have their hand in that pot, right? You've got the Visa and MasterCard, so you've got the card brands, Mm -hmm. you have acquiring banks, you have people like us who are the processors, and then you also have gateways. There's a lot of little micro fees and everything that add up. You might end up paying after everything is is done three and a half percent on something, depending on all the fees. So... You know, when we work with with companies, we break down that. We want to be as transparent as possible. Mm-hmm. The way we actually charge our customers, there's different ways that these credit card companies charge. There's flat rate fees. There are tiered structure. Mm-hmm. And then there's what's called Interchange Plus. Okay. And Interchange Plus basically passes what's coming from the card brands directly to you, the manufacturer, And we say, okay, the way we make money is put a little bit of a percentage on that. Mm -hmm. And that's how all credit card processors make money. Sure. Flat fee ones, they'll just say, uh, we'll just do two and a half to 3% standard. It's not going to be any more. It's not going to be any less. But what happens is that doesn't give you the ability to get the lower rates. So they're always going to win. It's kind of like Vegas, right? The house House always always wins, right? So on a flat rate structure, they're going to have a lot of transactions that are lower than that. They may have a few that are higher than that, but believe me, they always win. So like I said, I'm just trying to understand because so, you know, after you and I had talked, of course I've been 
I understand and I look at our P&L, but I'm always looking at cost savings because I'm looking at operational expenditures. I'm looking at logistical costs. I'm looking at reducing whatever that is because of our net sales price to our distributor mm -hmm. channel. That's where my gross profit window is. So I'm always looking at the cost side of right. operations, of cost mm -hmm. of goods sold. I'm not looking at the variable overhead and things like that. So right. I'm assuming that somewhere on the P&L or the balance sheet or when you're getting your statements and you're looking at your ARs and it's $10,000 on that statement is where you're going to mm -hmm. see customer paid you ten grand, but you're not netting ten grand. It's ten grand minus fee, 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 fee. Right. Yeah. So for an ex example, and we have lots of examples is because we do an analysis with, with every company that we work with and we take their merchant statements and we say, okay, here's what you were paying that month. If you were with us in this month, you would be paying this instead. So let's just say a company does $450,000 transaction volume that month. They might be paying somewhere around fifteen dollars to $17,000 in fees on that, on that money. So, and what we do is we come in and we analyze, okay, here is where you're paying more for these corporate cards. We can immediately help you there. We can also drop what you're paying right now, overall percentage. And instead of paying $16,000 that month, maybe you'll pay nine or $10,000. It could be a 30% saving. It depends. You know, if you're doing a lot more corporate credit card transactions, you're going to save a lot more than the smaller savings you'll get from like a, a consumer card. Sure. So, because I like to mess with it because we're friends. Um, yeah. Last I checked, you're not a 501c3 nonprofit. So, correct. <laughs> so, if, and for all the listeners, if you guys just heard the example, of course, there's going to be, you can't guarantee it's 20, 30, 40% because there are, like you said, there's this matrix. So, you're going to assess and right. look at savings where you can, but you would at least be able to, after doing an assessment, give them a pretty darn close amount of savings, right? Yeah. Never and if we don't, it's funny. We we actually have this thing called the APS challenge. If we can't save you something, then we send you 500 bucks and say, hey, thanks for letting us try. Hold on, because this is my <laughs> podcast. Say that again for all the listeners. No, better yet, I'd like to say, if you mention, if you tell Brian Willie sent you <laughs> and he fails to save you money because you of Willie, money, he's going to yeah. give you 500 bucks. So no, no, seriously though, that's an awesome promo. So right yeah. now today, any of our listeners, people I'm going to share this with on every social media platform, if they are a manufacturer, a small scale, $10,000 a year sales to, you know, somebody like us north of 300 million globally, depending on where we're at in the country. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. You're saying today your offer of, of what you guys are willing to do is what again? So it's the challenge? Yes, challenge. Okay. We do this with everything. If you send us your statements and we look at it and we come back and say, man, you got an awesome deal. Okay. We can't touch it. We can't beat it. We can't match it. Well, I'm just going to send you 500 bucks just as a thank you for just letting us try. And believe me, not everyone who does this goes on board with us because they may have a relationship with their credit card processor and they like it and that's fine. But, but sometimes we will have a meeting with them and they'll say, you know what, I think we're going to end up staying, but this information is really helpful. And we say, well, you know what, tell them you're paying too much right here because there's no reason why you should be paying that. And also 
one of the big things that we do, we, we are really concerned about our clients being PCI compliant. Okay. I don't know. What is that? <laughs> it's a standard that in the industry, if you're doing anything credit card processing, if you're not following those PCI guidelines and your system gets hacked, someone gets access to credit card data or personal data that you're taking during transactions and you're not PCI compliant, which means you haven't filled out the correct questionnaires and done the right things to make sure you are PCI compliant, you are then liable for the damages. And how much are those fees typically? Do you have an idea? I believe on average, if you were to be, if someone got into your system, it's a per a per transaction or per individual fee. So there's fees for that. There's also, you got to tell everyone that you were hacked. <laughs> so there's, there's business costs there. Any kind of uh, stuff that you have to do to pay to make sure that their, their identities aren't compromised, whether, you know, programs and things like that. You have to on average, it's about $7 million if you had not filled out that questionnaire. They say on average, I mean, you take someone like Target, it's much larger, but wow. so there could be considerable, it could put you out of business basically, if you don't, and and the thing is, it's really not that much to do. Mm -hmm. So we guide our customers on making sure they're PCI compliant and they, and they submit their questionnaires every year and, you know, they're on pace to, so if something did happen, even if it did happen and you had done what you were supposed to do, you're then not liable for those things. As long as you followed the rules and did what you're supposed to do and follow those guidelines. Right. We want to keep our customers in business. So am I ignorant to assume that most companies are already aware of this? Or is it surprising that more companies aren't aware of the PCI charges? What we find is when we do an analysis on their statement, they're like, yeah, I don't know what this PCI charge (laughs) we get. And, And it's like. Well, that's probably because you didn't turn in your, your questionnaire assessment and you could be in trouble if you, if something happened. So, but we, we do all the heavy lifting for our customers on that side. There are some things you have to follow and do. I don't know if you, I don't work in the office. I work from a remote location, but I know with another company I used to work for, we handled sensitive data. And there was just all kinds of things, you know, posters on the wall talking about don't write down a credit card and don't do this. And, you know, so there are a lot of little things that these companies have to do to stay compliant and they're simple, right? But if you don't do it, it could cost you a lot of money if, if you are ever hacked or someone got into that data, you know, you just don't, you don't want to put yourself in that situation. So. Right. So I want to deliver a lot of value with the Where's Willie podcast. So for all of my listeners, everybody on social media that's going to see this, the APS challenge, is the assessment free? It is. Okay. Everybody listen up. If you're in manufacturing and you want to save dollars or just get $500 from my friend Brian, APS (laughs) challenge, let them come and do an assessment of your statements. See if they can reduce your fees Maybe up to 50%, maybe up to 10%, maybe not at all. Maybe you're doing a good job, as you said. Yeah. If they cannot save you money and it's no cost to do the assessment, 
they will give you $500. Maybe you can do it every week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I think that's a tremendous program because, you know, yeah. you're, you're not asking them anything other than let me educate you and, and teach you as you just, as you just pointed yeah. out. So that's great. So let's say, you know, I always talk about handshake to touchdown. Let's, you know, walk me through, and obviously we're virtual now, so there's not going to be high fives. It's Corona. Let's say because the Where's Willie podcast is moving up to be the number one podcast on iTunes or iHeartRadio, and you're just going to get flooded with people <laughs> that say, hey, you know what? I want to do the assessment. So kind of talk the listeners through, like, maybe after this podcast, they reach out to you or they, they contact APS. How, how, how does the process work? Is there a sign-up sheet? And then just walk me through kind of timeline what that takes. Yeah. So it's simple. I mean, you could actually email me directly. All that we need is two months of your most recent merchant statements, which you get all the time. That doesn't have any sensitive material on it. We take that. I send it to my analysis team. And in a day or two, maybe three, if we get too many and maybe maybe three days, we get that back. Then we just schedule a meeting and we say, hey, let's let us show you what we found out. And we teach you a little bit about the payment process in general that most people don't know. And it's very confusing to let them understand how it works. And then if, if they say, okay, that's great. We send a, an application that gets filled out. That process, you know, with, with COVID and everything now, it's things take a little longer because I think everyone wanted to jump on board and get a merchant, a merchant account when the, People weren't coming to their stores and they wanted to sell online. So depending on the bank, it could take two weeks, week, three weeks to get that application back from the inquiring bank. And they say yay or nay. Most likely if you're doing business now and you're a sound manufacturing business dealing with distributors, it's a pretty easy process. Now, if you if you are selling products that are harder to sell in certain states that might be a little tough to get through but for a manufacturer and a distributor th- those are that, that's our bread and butter so we can work this through pretty quickly and then we have an integrations team that helps set everything up it's all online it could be with your ERP system that you're entering payments or taking it on your website or maybe you have a point of sale system where you have an actual showroom or something that you take payments i don't know it just all depends so we we do it all okay awesome so you know to for everybody that does see this and learn and say hmm yeah saving thousands could be awesome because you know again knowing the world that i know in manufacturing especially now with this emergence of e-commerce i mean you got transactions 24 7 and you know when you keep getting hit with fees on small transactions versus because i do think that there is some relative cost to companies that are maybe more like commodity or what we say in our world, MRO, or just like off the shelf, you know, companies that have a lot more of that where we're like with Kogane, we do a lot more engineered solutions, customized packages where I don't want to say it's like a capital expenditure, but it can be quite expensive. A lot of times it's part of spec or or an OEM product. Mm -hmm. But for me and, you know, for the listeners, I just, like I said, I'm so surprised that so many people, I guess, just say, well, that's just the cost of doing business and they've never looked into this. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, as I've seen you grow so big, I mean, everybody at AHTD wants to talk to you before me because I'm selling products and you're saving dollars. Kind of going back to the challenge and 
how APS can help. I do want to ask, so because I get asked this, and I, I think I brought it up yesterday on the on our e-commerce panel discussion. Mm-hmm. The assumption was, oh, Willie, you work for Kogane, privately owned Japanese company. Everything's out of Tokyo, Japan. So your 50 uh, stocking distributor partners here in North America and mm-hmm. South America, they have to do a conversion and then everything's back in the yen. No, we take that risk. We make the adjustment on the currency exchange. Right. We're all U.S. dollars. We're in Fremont, yeah. California. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that our president, uh, Mr. Kenji Kuru, is surfing, but he lives in California. The guy, you know, he's enjoying the sunshine. <laughs> so we are in North America. We're a North American company. Going back to that, then who you help versus, I guess, are there limitations geographically? And can you explain to again, you know, maybe some of the listeners that are outside of our domestic Americas, right. where APS can help, where you can't, or maybe mm-hmm. what companies can do to help you get access to that geography and kind of explain that? Right. Yeah, there's definitely some challenges in certain parts of the world where you just don't have the same access to banks that would be acquiring banks, right? So obviously we deal in the US, Canada, Europe, and Australia. So that's where we are right now. We are not in any Asian countries or South America. Would love to get there someday, but the way I see it, there's plenty of business in those areas right now. So that's kind of where we are and and where we're not. Okay. Now, there's got to be more value than you saving thousands of dollars, or if you don't, yeah. you're giving away $500. So going back to that handshake to touchdown, we work with you at Kogane. You help us see and recognize on our statements the thousands of dollars that we've been losing mm-hmm. just because we've never asked or considered to change. Right. Which is we- not surprising. Sure. I think it's one of those things where if you... It can be confusing because you get this statement and it just has tons of numbers on it. Unless you really dig into it and understand it. I mean, I would probably say that here's kind of a, a story that's interesting. That's it's almost kind of shocking. Is a company we did an analysis with them. Now, this is not the norm, by the way. This is way outside of the norm. Okay. And when we did the analysis for them and we did what we would save them monthly and then kind of assuming everything was pretty close to that throughout the year, which is not always is, we would have ended up saving about $400,000 that year in credit card fees. And, you know, you've got the CFO and you've got the president and it's in the, how long has this program been around? Hmm. This calculation. So you're saying we spent $6 million that we probably didn't need to spend over that period in credit card fees. (laughs) Well, someone was making that money, but that's a lot of money. Now, like I said, depending on how many transactions, the size of your business, it can be different. We work with a large, we have companies that do $2,000 a month in transactions. And we have companies that do $20 million a month in transactions. So the size of them, it doesn't matter. And they all get the same service. Uh, One of the things we do pride ourselves on is when you call us, someone answers. Okay. You're not going to be going through a dial tree. When you call us, someone picks up the phone and says, hey, this is APS payments. And that's one of the things we pride ourselves on the most is being able to be there when someone has a question or says, hey, there was an issue with this transaction. On top of that, we're what you call an all-in-one processor. So we do the credit card processing. We are the gateway. And we also do the integrations. So if there's... There's only one place to point your finger, and that would be us if something went wrong. And it also allows us to figure out what's wrong 
quicker because I don't know if you've ever dealt with, if anyone out there has ever dealt with a transaction problem and you call your credit card company and they say, well, it's the gateway. You're having an issue with the gateway. And then you call the gateway company and they say, oh, no, 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 that is definitely from the processor side. And then what do you got there? Now you've got to figure it out. So if there's ever an issue with us, it's like, well, I guess that's our fault. (laughs) So let's figure out how to fix that, which is important, especially if you're doing high volume and you want your money, right? (laughs) So today is really insightful. And I understand now level three rates, I mean, all the fees that can be there. I understand the value that you guys provide in partnering uh, with you. I guess, you know, the other question, and I always ask this on all the podcasts when I have it with guests, and again, it's going to be a little bit different because typically everybody else, it's about a new product or an image or a uh, innovation or, you know, what do you see the future happening? So I guess in the context of the reality, right, you saw with the, uh, what do we have, 2,700 members that are going to see our virtual panel that we did, and I'm only guessing like maybe 30% of manufacturers, at least, distributors, mm-hmm. are e-commerce, meaning we're going to get right. flooded with a lot more e-commerce knowing that, knowing what mm-hmm. you've already educated me and our listeners on today, mm-hmm. are there other, in your guys' world of like, hey, if you think these two credit card brands are tough, this is what could be coming, or these are the other fees that we're already hedging to prepare. Or do you see transactions changing other than the only thing I can guess, the costs are going to increase, the fees will increase, mm-hmm. or is there changes in you know protection to where... You know, it would benefit my manufacturing company to be with APS payments because, you know, as long as we're with you, you're going to give us that whatever that protection would be versus if Mm -hmm. we're not, fees can change or fluctuate at any time because they're not like a 12-month contract. Can you, I guess, just Mm kind of talk about assuming if everything is known today, you've taught all the listeners on the podcast like, hey, everybody knows this is the way we save you money, period. Are there other, Mm -hmm. other things that could happen that you guys are maybe aware of or you have some education on that you see coming in the future as more and more people flood the market with e-commerce? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm in the e-commerce channel uh, for our company and we've already seen some things happen with e-commerce platforms that are sunsetting certain versions. And sometimes when they do that, they say, well, guess what? Visa says that we're not going to support you anymore. So whoever is doing your credit card processing is not going to be allowed to support you either. And that's a shocker, right? So things like that happen on occasion. And sometimes you know it's going to happen. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get warning. Sometimes you don't. But you need to be able to have partners that you trust. I mean, I think there's lots of really good e-commerce agencies out there that I work with. Mm -hmm that I trust and that I know that that would help. So if someone was saying, you know what, I think we want to dip our toe into the e-commerce side. There's lots of challenges uh, for B2B. It's different. It's a lot different than B2C. It's not quite as mature of an industry. There's different things to consider. If if you say, hey, we're going to do this e-commerce thing, your customers have different needs than, say, someone who's going to Amazon to buy something. Your customer wants to see invoices. They want to be able to see inventories by warehouse, or maybe they want to pay their invoices or pay partial invoices, or they just have different needs, right? Right. 
And you understand that from the distributors that that buy from you. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different than your normal B2C transaction. So I think, and we kind of went over this in our meeting yesterday, is that you need to not be the guinea pig for a company that says, you know what, we want to get into B2B e-commerce. Yeah, we'll help you out. You don't want to do that. You want to work with a company that understands how B2B businesses work. I think that applies with your credit card processor too. And other things you purchase to help increase the how your business runs, you want to work with someone who understands what they're doing in that industry. For us, we do that. And uh, and I'm more than happy to, even if they say, you know what, we're fine with our credit card processing. I want to pick your brain in the 20 years you have in e-commerce and talk to you about it. Because I'll be able to point you in the right direction with some good agencies that could actually help them in that process. So Yeah. yeah and, and the thing that I value the most, and again, I think your timing is important. You know, this pandemic, it's dropping a lot of companies to their knees. You know, a lot of people have been relying about or excuse me, reliant upon their cash reserves, because typically mm-hmm. what happens in B2B, which as you alluded to, and I should have prefaced this in the beginning, the reason why B2B versus B2C is different. When you buy something on Amazon or online for yourself, kayak rack, as I mentioned yesterday, mm-hmm. I use my credit card and I pay it within 30 days. Mm-hmm. The difference with B2B, especially if you have non-direct channels to market, like distribution, dealers, mm-hmm. reps, a lot of the terms on the contract, the part that I yeah. do pay attention to, net mm-hmm. 30, net 45, yeah. net 60. Mm-hmm. So when you extend that out to 90 days of not getting yeah. paid, especially during this pandemic, the thousands of dollars from fees should really start mattering now more than ever before. So everybody can thank me for having you on as a guest because, you know, that is the biggest difference with B2B versus B2C. B2B, the manufacturer is driven to get our brand physically at every storefront possible. Distribution, as I said yesterday, without insulting any of them, they are becoming more and more like Walmart. They are a digital footprint of every brand that you could get for a given OEM. We're focused on that contract. So we can get transactions all through the night, coast to coast in the Americas. What I've failed to do in my leadership role, I mean, I've been reporting to our president since day one when I got here, never once considered looking at the transactional side. I focus on the contract, the terms. Right. Never realizing the costs that we sacrifice year over year over year. Right. And as you said, those change, they grow as your sales increase, as transactions increase. Mm-hmm. So does the fees, unless you're aware of them. Right. And they don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a weird thing that more people don't know about it, mm-hmm. but they say that about 80% of B2B companies don't even know of the existence of level three, or if they do, they're not doing it, which is worse. <laughs> That's crazy. Now, yeah. you know, again, for the context of all the listeners, you know, to partner with you, is there a cost associated in doing so? And do you have an idea of what that is? You sell products, right? Yep. Our, our business is a little bit unique mm-hmm. in, because it's a negative cost product. Yep. 
Yeah. So if you come to us and say, this is what we're paying now, our goal, besides offering you the customer service and integrations, which we don't charge for, is it's instead of you paying us, we'll pay you kind of in a way. It's Although we're not paying you, we're just allowing you to keep more of your money. Yeah. So there's not a physical cost there usually, unless depending on the size of the merchant, if they needed a certain amount of credit card machines, there might be a cost on those. Uh, but Which if that makes enough, sense. If it's a good enough, if it's a good enough customer, we're like, you know what? We love that transaction volume. We'll eat that cost sometimes. Sometimes we don't. It just depends on the situation. We negotiate with our customers. You know, we try to say, okay, here's something that's a really, really good deal for you guys. And we still make money and still can remain a business. Well, and Brian, and, and there's intention of why I asked that question because, mm-hmm. you know, your ears were buzzing yesterday when we were offline and I talked to the folks that, you know, know you, they said, you know, the thing that we really enjoy about Brian is he shoots you straight. He's going to discuss everything with you up front. And I, th- I think, like I said, that transparency is probably a credit to why you've been having so much growth and why it was important for me to have you be on the podcast. Because like I said, it's just the timing right now. You know, yeah. b- before before Corona, we were focused on forecast, sales growth, makeup, margin dollars for the vanity and the sales mm-hmm. and the volume because everything was good. Well, right now, yeah. everything has come to a halt. Of course, manufacturing is still rolling. However, mm-hmm. because we're not physically traveling, we're not focused on the expenditures and budgeting that. Now is the time when most manufacturers should be looking to go, hey, for example, the ones that are saying, hmm, I hope that we have some reserves to maybe unfurlough some of our employees to get back mm-hmm. because our production right now is increasing. At the same time, if you've got four or five employees and you can net $18,000 a month, that can now support their yeah. wages. So Correct. it's just like I said, your timing for this, I think, is fantastic because I'm always really careful, too. Like, I don't really like to promote people unless, you know, I've done a little bit of research and, you know, you're the same kind of cloth as I am. Now, again, I do think I'm better looking and more charismatic, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, no, but all kidding aside, I think that, you know, the one thing that I've always valued is I've never told anybody that Kogane was, quote, the best. I'm the guy that everybody knows that says he's very, very excited about the brand. He believes in the company mm-hmm. and he wants to give you a sample to test. And I think right. like all joking aside with the APS challenge, the fact that you're willing to do a free audit, do an assessment, do a valuation of savings. If you can't or don't, you give them $500 at no cost just for the assessment. They have a relationship with you. So if not now, it's later. It's yeah. just that transparency and that kindness where, like I said, I just... I really feel like you guys are doing the right things and yeah, appreciate that. And, uh, you know, you're doing a great job. So for all of our listeners, you know, kind of put action to the words and proof in the pudding and take advantage of this promo, especially right now. What is the best way for people to contact APS? Do you have a website? Are you on social? Can you just share that with the yeah, listeners? APSpayments.com. Uh, you can go there and contact us. Uh, you can contact me directly uh, and We could put my email address up there and be more than happy to talk to anyone directly. All of our contact information is on the website. So for sure, reach out, mention Willie and say, hey, Brian talked with Willie. I'm interested in in getting this assessment and we will help you on that. So, hey, one of the things I wanted to mention before we go is to think about 
if you're a manufacturer and you sell to distributors and they have net terms, right? If they're a net 30 and you offer your customers the ability to use a credit card, you're basically, especially during this time, you're allowing them to extend their terms another 30 days. Correct. Right. And, 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 that, and that was the point where, like I said, I humble myself and I sit here and go, I've never considered this. We negotiate 45 or 60 terms, especially like yeah. for some of the partners, you know, down in Mexico or South America. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. And that's why it was important to say that. So, you know, for everybody listening again, if you have any questions, this is all about saving potentially thousands of dollars for every transaction that you have, you are getting charged. Do we know how much? No, but Brian and his team can find that out. Brian Nunes, you're the man. Uh, I wanna thank you for being a guest of the Where's Willie podcast. I think, again, the timing is so serendipitous. People need to look at saving dollars in their operations, in their variable overhead, in their transactions, as they're making the uh, investment to e-commerce and education, is the first step and they're going to get that through you and your team absolutely you know as always to all my listeners i want to thank you all for tuning in if you're a first-time listener i invite you to jump over to podbean iHeartRadio, or itunes or wherever you get your podcasts hit the subscribe button don't forget to leave a rating and review my show so i can work to give more of what you want to hear in the world of manufacturing leadership everyday life. Oh, and by the way, now saving thousands of dollars with APS. (laughs) If you are in manufacturing and you have a story you want to share or value that you want to deliver to the manufacturing industry, to be a guest of the show, it's simple. Go to the whereswilliepodcast.com and request to be a guest on my podcast. My producer, Linda Hopler, will get in touch with you to complete the registration and scheduling in the weeks and months ahead. All guests are free to the show. We look forward to sharing your story with our listeners. I thank you all so much. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you for tuning in to the Where's Willie show. For more information on future shows, please visit whereswilliepodcast.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Where's Willie Podcast and on Twitter at Where's Willie P-O-D. Thank you all so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.